Welcome to the... <laughs> no, 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 I can't do that. Let's try another one. Uh, how about this? <laughs> no, no, that won't work either. Let's try this. get on board with that. Let's roll with it. Welcome to the Begin the Begin podcast. My name is Jeff Hillemeyer, and I'm on a mission to find out what makes people tick. Not just anyone, people who are making a profound impact on the world. I want to dig into their origin story and get to the root of why and how they do what they do. I hope you are as inspired coming out of these conversations as I am. Let's get into it. Way back in 2015, I had a crazy idea to put on a hackathon to build 48 nonprofit websites in 48 hours. I quickly grabbed Adam Walker to co-found what would be called 48 in 48. And over the last six years, the organization has built well over 800 nonprofit websites and rallied thousands of volunteers worldwide. On this episode, I decided to grab a handful of the most dedicated team members and volunteers who have been a part of 48 and 48 from the beginning to share some of the crazier stories of our little nonprofit startup. Let's get into it. Okay, this is a super exciting episode of the podcast because I've got a whole bunch of the old timers with 48 and 48 joining me today. Um, Easy some- on the old timer thing. Some of them are old beyond their years because of 48 and 48. Um, no, you all look super young and, uh, and fresh. So here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get some of the, the original team, the OG, and talk about some of the old stories from, it could actually, it could be stories from anything, but you guys have the best stories as we've all been on this journey together. So why don't we go around and I will ask you to say, you know, who you are, how you got looped into this thing. Um, maybe what you do with the org right now. And then we're all, almost all of us, Aaron, is always the contrarian. We're almost all wearing 48 shirts. So you can talk about where your shirt came from. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Adam, because that's where all this started. So once upon a time, Adam, I called you. I remember where I was. I was on the deck in my backyard and I called you with this crazy idea. Um, what made you say yes? Uh, well, you're hard to say no to, Jeff. I mean, I think by now you probably know that, right? So, um, no, I mean, you called me up and, and we, were, we were sort of like, we had this sort of budding, you know, friendship that was like, we were just starting and, and you asked and I'm like, man, of course I'm going to help with this. This is amazing. I mean, not only is it an amazing idea, but you're, you're a great person to be around, right? And so I'm like, it's a win-win. And so I just assumed that I was signing up to be like volunteer number one, kind of like, be, you know, being at, at the start of something. And then uh, we had our first group meeting and you're like, and this is my co-founder, Adam. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That works out really well. And, uh, and then, you know, everything went forward from there. And, uh, and I, I certainly took on quite a few responsibilities, especially that first event, just where it all happened. So uh, it, was, it was pretty fantastic. And I'm, I'm very thankful on a very regular basis that I said yes. And now you do a whole bunch of things for the organization. You're on the board. Uh, which shirt are you wearing? 
I've got this. I've got the shirt on from the most recent event that has all the people on Zoom, uh, even though we weren't technically on Zoom, but it looks more like a Zoom than anything else, I think. And uh, the, the last event was, was pretty fantastic. The global event, you know, 16 time zones. It was amazing. Yep, that's right. All right. So I assume because you were a part of it from day one, Aaron was a part of it from day one. Is that, is that, is that right, Aaron? <laughs> I, I had no choice either. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it probably, um, you know, Adam comes around saying, hey, I met this guy named Jeff and he has this idea. And I'm like, that sounds impossible. Um, I, I don't want to do it. But if you think it's possible, then maybe, you know, so um, then we just started thinking, you know, how, how can this be? how can this be done? And we, we met with a couple different people, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, what kind of platform can we use, uh, you know, to get this done. And it was, uh, I mean, uh, we, we did it. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't, there wasn't that much time in between like when you two mm -hmm. were talking and when you had the first event. So, I mean, it, you guys don't waste time. Yeah. We moved very, very quickly. Um, who, who was next? Who was in that first event? Most of you, I think. Um, Swanee was there. Seema was there, I think for sure. Brett was there, even though uh, we're, we're, we're looping him in. Carol, Carol was you, there. You were there first event for sure. All right, let, let's start with Carol. How'd you get looped into this thing? So uh, I was living in Miami at the time when I got a call from the two of you guys said <laughs> that you were starting this uh, sort of nonprofit idea. And uh, so that was, I guess, the 2015 event. So I, I came and visited uh, up from Miami that weekend, and I think I worked the registra registration table that day, and uh, really throughout the weekend. So um, loved it, loved the atmosphere, and when you guys said you wanted to make it sort of a formalized nonprofit, um, and uh, by the next year, then I couldn't say no to moving back home and working with you guys and, and uh, seeing what we could do. And your shirt is? So this is less of an event-related shirt. I think it was more of uh, for individual donors when we did that maybe in 20, I don't know, 19 or something like that. <laughs> so uh, anybody who made a donation got this shirt. It says a social entrepreneur underneath it. Yeah. All right, great. And Steve, you've got the same shirt on, so why don't you go next? Yeah, um, similar story. I call it um, FOJ, Friends of Jeff. So the FOJ club gets cranking about a month before the event. And I don't know, I either got a text or an email like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And we're doing this thing at Ponce. And it'll be super cool. I'm like, okay, so the magnetic force of Jeff cannot be resisted. So you kind of, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You just jump into it. So so I was at the first event at Ponce at um, at um, uh, whatever, what was it? It's, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, this um, shirt is, again, it's Joe Kaufman, another FOJ, who is selling these at um, the event at Dragon Army um, uh, at your building. So I've been, um, my connection to the organization is whatever Jeff, Adam, or Seema tell me what to do. So I was part of um, last weekend's um, super service, you know, global event, because Seema told me to. So that's nice. it. Yes. We, we all now do pretty much what Seema tells us to. So right. why, don't right. we, why don't we bounce over to Seema? Uh, tell us how you originally got looped into this. 
So um, I was working for a company called BKV at the time, and they were one of your first sponsors in the group. So Mary Beth Varner, Janet Ferguson, Jana Ferguson walked into my office and said, hey, Seema, so um, we've decided to sponsor this thing called 4848, and we just need you to make sure the right people from our organization end up over there. Build the teams, figure it out, because it's web stuff, and you know web stuff. That was like my whole intro into 4848. So um, it sort of became a part of my work effort and a part of just support. Um, and um, for the first weekend, it was, uh, I think my team showed up, a build team showed up and they rang me on the phone and said, so Seema, this is a really, really cool thing, but um, they need more program structure and more process stuff. So they really need you to get more involved with it. And that's how I sort of got involved in it. And then after that, it was Carol's fault because Carol was like, well, Seema, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, I could do that. Um, Seema, can you do this? Yes, Carol, I could do that too. And uh, here we are. <laughs> and here we are. And now you're, are. now you're the executive director and you tell us all what to do. And, and Seema, you, uh, you brought your Uber driver to the event, as I recall too. I mean, I right? did. I, I introduced you guys to my <laughs> Uber driver. And sometimes I have a tendency to say things that are not completely true. And I just see how long they'll go before someone figures this out. And no one figured out that John was not my Uber driver until the end of the event when my Uber driver decided to come give me a hug after Carol gave me an amazing award. So yeah, that's my funny story for sure. Because um, I think a couple of you you know, walked up to me after and said, he's not really your Uber driver, is he, Seema? Um, <laughs> nice. And then we changed him over to a Lyft driver, but I don't know, Uber driver just seems to stick, you know? Well, before we pass it to John, uh, your shirt? So my shirt's 2017, I believe, 2017 event. Um, I decided to bring back an oldie because I knew that everybody else would do the current new ones. So it's our code, which one we were running with it's yeah. our code. I think I have the new version. Basically after five years, we did a similar take. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, John, you're up and you've got a, one of the classic shirts on. Yeah, actually I have the only pre the, the last pre COVID shirt. So this was from the super service event in Miami um, in uh, January, just before all of the COVID shutdown. So it was the last on-site live event. And um, you know, it's it's been an interesting journey for me, as as you know from the earlier discussion. I was the Uber driver for Sema, um, not really, but taking her back and forth to that very first event. Um, and of course, then I got sucked into the next event. As hey, we we need some more people to help volunteer and do some things. So I participated in that event. Since then, I've been following her around everywhere to all the different events that we've you know every new city we launched: London, Boston, New York. Um, you know, going to all those different events. And, uh, and I'm probably the most unofficial official volunteer that we have. <laughs> I think that's probably true. <laughs> All right. And last but certainly not least, Emily, how did you get tricked into being a part of this thing? Well, it's kind of seem on Carol's fault, but before I actually met them. So Marty, who's also an old timer, um, I don't, he's not on the call with us today, but him and I work together, um, and he had talked to me about it. He's like, oh, you should come be a project manager. You would love it, it'd be so fun. 
Um, and it was in October and you know, the weather here in Bloomington was kind of crummy and I'm like, yeah, let's go to Atlanta. The weather will be nice. It'll be a fun little trip. And so I went like five years ago. Um, I came down for a weekend and I met Seema and I met Carol and just got hooked. And before I knew it, um, Carol is like, Hey, do you want to like help with the Boston event? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And then five years later, uh, here I am as one of the program directors. So basically doing what Seema tells me. Yep. I'm on that group too. <laughs> and your shirt? So my shirt is from 2018. It's probably not the best one to show just because like the detail, but it's actually pretty cool. Um, this is from our Bloomington event. Mm. So my yes. hometown, so I thought I'd rock the hometown shirt today. I love it. All right, let's tell some stories. First, I wanted to see, does anybody have stories from that first year, the first event? Well, I got, I've got your favorite story from the first event, unless you're going to tell that one. Go for it. Yeah, so uh, that first year, you know, we actually did get like a wee bit of news coverage, which was, I mean, just almost nothing. And uh, I, think the, I think there was like this 30-second blurb that ran on a local news channel at like 11 o'clock at night or some, some like weird hour. And like not long after that at all, this guy just rolls, strolls up into the event and he's like, Hey, I'm here to volunteer. I just saw this on the news. I want to be a part of it. I'm a programmer. And we're like, wait, I'm sorry. You just saw this on where and what and who are you? And, and sure enough, uh, I think his name was Clint, if I'm not mistaken, and, and, uh, or, uh, or something to that effect. And he came in and he just like knocked everybody's socks off all weekend, did a ton of stuff. He, I think he was, I think he's been at every Atlanta event since then, if I'm not mistaken. I think I see him pretty much every year and he's always like just blowing through work, doing all kinds of great stuff. Uh, he was, he was a really great guy and uh, real thankful to have him that first year, especially. Yeah. That was huge. You showed up like that Saturday night, right? And then yeah. worked all night and yeah, like 10 sites get done. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was amazing. yeah. It was a key, a key player in that first event to help us get across the finish line for sure. I think uh, the reason why SEMA is such an integral part of this event um, Adam, if you'll remember when we launched or started Friday night, there was a whiteboard at General Assembly with a bunch of nonprofits. And you basically said, okay, guys, just grab one, grab a couple and go. And it was the most chaotic. Do you remember that, Adam? It's like, what? <laughs> oh, I remember that vividly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like going, what? How are we doing this? And I'm not even a project manager. And I'm like, wow. I I mean, it was, it was like a bunch of little kids going after like a bag of candy. And then there's like the remnants of a couple sitting up there and they're like, oh, and then I think you took like three or four like, well, okay, I'll take the orphans and I'll knock them out. Right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like it was organized, but I think my version of organized and most people's version of organized probably are not aligned. So we're getting that, some head nods on that one. I think your description no is probably way, Adam, accurate. No. <laughs> Anything else from that first, first event, Steve? I remember you and I being baristas for, yeah, for half we, of that we event. May, we, so um, who, who dropped off the coffee, Jeff? And the barista wasn't it uh, land of a thousand hills i think i think they've supported the coffee that year if i'm not mistaken year one I, yeah i have no I, idea i can't remember they but they entrusted us with <laughs> about 50 pounds of beans a good grinder a way station and up two kettles to to make pour overs so you know i'm functionally a pm on a team which means functionally in name only 
So I thought my gift, what would be my gift? I'm a coffee guy. So I'll just make just a ton of coffee all day, all day, all night. Jeff would kind of hang out. We'd make coffee together. And I don't know. I think we made, I, I don't know how much, just a ton. Um, because back then people slept didn't you guys sleep that night we slept there oh yeah we slept there that first and and steve i'll tell you this i do a pour over every morning now and every morning i actually think of you in that first event doing the kim x pour like every single morning was awesome i I think of steve swanson because of that awesome yeah so i do remember my great value add in this whole technology landscape is making coffee and you can't diminish the importance of making coffee it's super important. Carol, what about you? What are some of the things that you remember from the crazy days? Uh, are we doing first events still? No, let's open it up. I mean, I have a couple favorite memories, but I loved the early tradition of you and Adam running barefoot in whatever city we were in, <laughs> including the grimy Brooklyn Bridge in New York City. So yes, <laughs> I I could. I mean, when I was thinking about what I was gonna, what I was, th- I mean, that was the ultimate <laughs> one. Just had, we had the whole group, like all of us, walking around the city, and you guys just really. Uh, I would also say Aaron also ran barefoot halfway across that bridge as well. So the three of us went barefoot across the bridge. That I did. I was going to sue 48 and 48. I got a splinter and no, (laughs) (laughs) that was, that was, it was, it was a little cold, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad, you know, to, to be able to be be out there. We just ran just, we went that halfway point, right? We didn't read the whole, okay. Yeah, we were halfway was good. I, I think I remember when we ran in Boston, I think it was like pouring like crazy when we did that that one time. We were like, well, we have to do it. It's a tradition. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't involved in that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who else? Seema, John, what do you guys got? Uh, you want to go first? Or? No, go ahead, Uber driver. <laughs> All right. So um, sort of going back to what Steve said, Steve made coffee at one event and in the London event, we had a massive box of things that was supposed to show up that didn't show up. And we had a note that it was at the UPS office, which was quite a few train stations away and a big Uber truck drive back because it was a box that was just, it was just massive. So we couldn't get it into a regular Uber car. We had to actually get one of those sort of van type uh, Ubers to take it back. Um, so that was, that was fun. It was interesting, it was a little different. Um, and, but my favorite part of that trip was not that. It was actually when, when Carol and Seema and I went up to um, the rumpus room at the top of the hotel where we were I staying. I knew you were going to say that one. And we were all wearing the, I think it was similar color shirt to what you have on right now, Carol. Um, we had these, these light blue shirts, t-shirts on. And we walk into this bar and it's, everybody is dressed to the nines. I mean, you have a view of the Thames River out of the window. We're on the 14th floor of this hotel right on the Thames and we're all up there in our 48 and 48 t-shirts and everybody kind of staring at us wondering what in the world we're, we're doing. Um, and then we found out later there was this little um, kind of three by six box in the back of the room that had a door on it with a little heart and we kept seeing people go in there like two people at a time would go into this room and they'd be in there for like three or four minutes and then they'd come out and all smiles and everything and we're like what in the world is this room? So we finally got the nerve to go in there and it turned out to be a photo booth. It was the coolest photo booth in the world with uh, mirrors on all the walls and it was really, really neat. But anyway, that was my favorite. So. 
Yeah, I think somebody said that we looked like protesters walking into this <laughs> nightclub in our matching t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, because everyone was wearing black and they were just, everyone was just gorgeous. And here we were and all we wanted was a drink. <laughs> like We were so exhausted at the end of the night. We were just going to the bar for a drink. Um, and I think had we not been actually staying in that hotel, they probably would have turned us away and said, no, you can't, you can't come in. Um, but that was hilarious. Uh, one of my favorite memories is um, the year two event when we did Atlanta and New York. So that was the first time I met Eric Henderson, Adam. <laughs> he was, he cracked me up every day, like all day long. He would just say things that were absolutely hilarious. And if anybody knows Eric, he, I'm vertically challenged compared to Eric. So I literally would make it to his armpit. The top of my head made it to his armpit. And he would follow me around everywhere. And I would talk to teams and he'd say, whatever she said. And we'd go to the next one, whatever she said. And it was the most comedic thing because um, he had this little name badge on. And it, and it said something like, when I grow up, I want to be. And he put Seema on it it's and it's just like this whole weekend we went through um things like that and so people would find eric and then sure enough i'd be there you know close close near him because you could see eric's head above everybody else and i was so short that you couldn't see me so they it kind of became a joke to where it's like we just look for eric and you'll find Seema. like should be right there eric's hilarious carol do you remember how rude the person working at the new york place was that first year we went Oh, yes. Yeah, they were. They were strict cool. on the rules. It was staggering how rude she was. <laughs> we we're like, we're just putting on this nonprofit event. She was like, not having it. Thankfully, I think she was only there maybe that first Friday night. Yeah. If I remember. So then we can just let loose after that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eric was the one who knew how to take advantage of the city that we were in, though. You know, I mean, he was, he really was able to like do the breweries and the musicals and <laughs> yep. while the rest of us are, are, are at the, the event till what, two o'clock in the morning. Now, speaking of taking advantage of the city. So there was one time uh, that Daniel Roberts, a, a mutual friend of a lot of ours went to New York with us. I think it might've been, been the first time in New York and Daniel's like, listen, guys, I got the best place to eat in New York. You just got to follow me. Just trust me. So a bunch of us went, I know Aaron was there. And just followed him and it turned out that we were at we ended up at the halal guys uh truck food truck in new york and he's like oh man get this and get this and get this and then we go over to the sauces he's like man this red sauce is really good just just go ahead and you know put a bunch of that on there well it turned out the red sauce i believe was habanero sauce and so we all started eating it and just dying i mean i've never been in such pain it was and, and hold horrible. on we got we got food first I don't know why no didn't we, we didn't no have drinks. drinks. Yeah. So, so we're, we're sitting there eating this stuff and I can, I can eat stuff that's spicy. Like I enjoy stuff that's spicy, but this stuff, I mean, I put it all over there cause that's all he talked about the whole way there, you know? And so I'm putting it on there eating it. Oh my goodness. And then Aaron, didn't you go teary. like run to a Starbucks and buy milk well, just my, to survive? My, my wife, my wife calls me. He's like, how's the event going? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, I'm falling <laughs> apart. And I go in there and I just grab whatever uh, dairy looking product and open it up, you know, without paying for it to, to drink it. And the guy's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm sure I look like I was like 
dying. Um, it was, but yeah, fantastic. that was. I forgot about that. that <laughs> Thank was you, Daniel. Brutal. <laughs> Emily, what about you? Um, I think my favorite um, or most memorable um, event was, I think it was the second year in Boston. And I'm sorry, Jeff and Adam, I'm going to kind of embarrass you I was guys. Hoping, I was hoping you'd but tell the story. It was when we decided to put the, the boys and the girls against each other. So it was me and Seema, um, Carol, and it was against you guys. And it was the um, Boston, like, out of the box or, or something like that with all, like, the clues. And you had to answer the questions. Escape the box. box. I will have to admit, to this day, that was like what four years ago. To this day, my screensaver on my phone is still the picture of you guys bowing down to us. Like I just, I can't change it. Can't change it. Well, don't you have a shoe or something that represents this? Yeah, um, yeah. I do, I do. Don't worry, I brought it. Yeah, we printed that picture on yeah. a shoe and give it to, gave it to you. But there's one other part to that story that I think is is kind of fantastic that I know Jeff will appreciate. So Jeff's son had wanted to join the boys team. And we were like, oh, no, no, we, we need, you know, the grownups got this. We, we got that. We kind of, we kind of like marginalized him a little bit. And we got stuck. The, re the main reason we lost, we got stuck on this final clue. It was a riddle and none of us could figure it out. And then at the end, we showed it to Jeff's son. And literally within two seconds, he just rattled off. He's like, oh, it's a whatever. And it was fire. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> but you did, um, I do remember, and I will have to give you guys credit. You did get the girls back because you did beat Carol, was it last October in Atlanta, the bags game? I still have the video of you two jumping up and down and like excited that you won. So right now it's guys won, girls won. So the next event is gonna be the tiebreaker. I don't know though, that dance sort of set them up again. That set them, <laughs> set them back again. You were up, you were up. And then that dance just- <laughs> We got minus points for that. What about, um, was it year two? that we did the post office or year three? Three? Pretty sure so three. What I love about that year was, you know, we're putting on an event where in Atlanta, probably year three, we had over 200 people coming to it. And we had a venue and on Monday, the event starts Friday. We usually lock the venue in three months at least ahead of time. On the Monday of the same week, we find out, oh no, in fact, you can't use this venue. And we won't go into why that happened. But then we had to find a new place to host an event for 200 plus people that could stay all night. Like that was always one of the harder things is from a security perspective. And Adam, I think you happened to be at the event where we were going to have the first one and you met somebody who was starting this well, new co-working space. Well, no, not, not just met some, no, I ran into an old high school class that I had not seen since 1999 at where at the venue where we were supposed to have this event i ran into her at an event there and we connected and then turned out we needed a space and i knew she had told me about this co-working space so i immediately asked her and she's like oh yeah come just do it right here no problem it was and, and, and if i remember correctly too you were at that event again there was a, an event that was happening that week at a hotel that we were gonna piggyback onto and have our event there and you just luckily found out that they were like no you're not on our list you're like if that hadn't happened, we would have showed up Ethan. Friday. It was Ethan. Ethan found out? Yes, he was doing something. He was scouting or something. And somebody said, like, you're not on the, on the schedule. Like, what are you talking about? You're not on this. No, it ends. We're done. And I think I mean, the post office, um, keep me honest here, Adam and others, like they weren't fully no. operational yet. So like we were running extension cords 100 feet 
all over the place. There was, I mean, I don't want to sound like it was third world, but well, the floors were sticky, remember? Because they had just pulled up the carpet yes. and hadn't finished everybody, the floors. Yes, I do. Everybody remembers the sticky floors from that event. Yes. And the no yeah. AC on this. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> AC. And they were yeah. filming Ant-Man and Wasp outside during, That's during right. the event, which is crazy as well. That's there are right. a few things happening outside that are probably not appropriate for. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. Not appropriate, though. That's a certain area of town, yeah. <laughs> But that was uh, the same event where I love to kind of compare the different, between the different cities, just the, the cultures of, you know, volunteers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we talk about how like competitive the New York volunteers are, like we love, they're just so hardcore and they're going to do whatever it takes to win the, you know, social media post, you know. So I love that about them. But then you compare it to Atlanta where at post office, they literally brought their own TV and screen and projector so that they could have like a full on tailgate during 48 and 48. Oh, I remember that. I, a couple people did that. I do remember that very well. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah, that was your group, yeah. I think. Wasn't I, it? No, I think it was, I think it was um, Raj's. I'm pretty sure was that Raj's. was Brightwave. Yeah, we have to okay. mention Brightwave. Yeah. You know, we invited Brightwave to be a part of it. It was immediately, they set up like a, an entire like bar. And Correct. Just people going for Correct. Uh, my memory is we really hadn't allowed alcohol before. I mean, we didn't ban it, but we didn't provide it. And ever since then, it was like, all right, we'll have sweet water, we'll have whatever. It was Raj and Brightwave just broke that wide open. Yeah. And then I started finding beer. The second self helped us a couple times um, in Atlanta. And then Ponysaurus and Raleigh. I was, it was my daughter's birthday or something like that. And I told Carol, like, oh, I'm in Raleigh. I'll just come by. And we got in a conference, like, and I know somebody who owns a brewery. He wants a beer. Yeah, that'd be good. So I think one of the themes about this call and all of what we do in 4848 is it's your classic. If you want something done, ask a busy person. Just ask a busy person and things will happen. Um, and a lot of the things that will happen also it happens on its own timetable. I know it probably drives Seema and Carol probably nuts, but it happens when it sort of happens. It all comes together at the end. It may be a little ugly in the, in the interim, but it all comes together at the end. But you give what you can give, so. That's right, that's right. Any other uh, stories and memories? I got one of Carol. I don't know why, every time I think about this, it just cracks me up, it makes me laugh. But we were in Bloomington. <laughs> we were in the Bloomington event and we were at this old, old Mitsubishi plant, which was super cool because we got to have like stuff around all of the machines and all this stuff. It was really neat. And it was like Saturday night or something. And I was, she was turning a corner and I was walking the same way. And all of a sudden I see her and she's like pumping her arms, like super <laughs> dramatic, like this. And I mean, I literally... Oh, like almost lost. Like I lost it. I could not stop laughing, and I don't know why it was so funny, but it was like perfect timing. And like my boss was like maybe six feet away, and he was coming up to talk to me, and I couldn't say a word to him. I was like, I'm sorry, I need a minute, but it just made me laugh so hard. Very professional over here. <laughs> Very professional. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't even remember that actually. That's so funny. It was on the second floor. As you were, I just remember it perfectly. <laughs> Must have been like par for the course, I guess. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. 
Well, I, the only other thing I could remember is really my own experience with traveling to the different cities. I would get Airbnbs to save a little bit of money and, or stay with people. And so one of the Airbnbs, um, Addie, you probably remember the story, but <laughs> I, it was just across, we were in a Union Park in New York City. And literally my Airbnb was just on the other side of the park, but still Adam and I think Brett walked me over there and because uh, it was, you know, midnight or later. And uh, so I get to the Airbnb. So it's, you know, late and I get up there, I'm exhausted and I walk into this Airbnb for the first time and it smells so bad to where I'm like, I don't like, I have to open all the windows, you know, and next thing you know, I see these like bright eyes in the corner of the Airbnb. I'm like, what is that? The Airbnb had their rabbit in there. And not only was the rabbit there, but like the like hay or grass or whatever they lay on was all over the apartment, mostly under the bed to where I'm sleeping on top of like the rabbit's bed, bathroom, all of that. So it was like one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Adam, I need I got to go. Actually, I think I tried to sleep for like 30 minutes, tried to shower. It was just like, everything was gross. I'm like, I have to go over to, I think it was the Walker Hotel. So, cause I remember that. So like one o'clock in the morning, I'm like, trekking over. No, wait, I think I, I stay, ended up staying there that night. It was the next night you got to yeah. hotel. Yeah. So I, I just so weird through it, I guess that first night, but that was, Whew, that was an I, experience. I still think back to uh, to Minneapolis, which was uh, let's just say a challenging event. And uh, you know, we 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 didn't we ended up just not getting enough volunteers. We still had a ton of websites to build, so we took a bunch of volunteers with us to Minneapolis. And and actually, that turned out to be pretty pretty fun. Uh, all of us just like it was like this ninja team building like and it's I mean how many sites we I think there's like 15 or 17 sites with just our one team built that that one weekend do you remember Aaron what how many sites it was offhand yeah, I think it was 21 uh, oh yeah yeah I think you're right 21 I think it was sites 21. yeah um and yeah we brought basically the I don't know how many people from Atlanta uh at it was least like five five we or about six. five or six people from Atlanta uh because that to supplement and then that that team built like 21 of the sites that weekend it was crazy yeah yeah, and I think I was, definitely... I, and actually ended up getting sick that weekend too, if I recall correctly too. I think a lot oh, of us got sick after these events. <laughs> but there were definitely stories of Herculean efforts <laughs> by everybody, certainly on this, but like groups of people. Um, I think that happened in London, first event in London, didn't it? Yeah, in London, I think we started off with thinking we were going to have a little over a hundred volunteers. And by the end of the drop ad period, which it seems we ended up closer to 70 volunteers or something really tight because we had um, 40 plus sites to build and not all of them were UK sites, um, but we were and we had backfilled them with the US site. And then to the rescue was Vito and his team who came in initially, picked up two sites, had them done, helped everybody. And then I think there was a contest between Vito's team and one other team. I want to think it's Red Badger, Carol. I don't remember who the other team was, but there were two teams. Um, and Vito's team ended up taking the prize at building like 14 websites over the weekend. And then the other team ended up building like 12 or 10 or 12 sites, right? So 
it was a huge effort and for them it was easy and and then in the middle of that they were still helping out the other volunteers that were there who were all you know had just decided to band together and um build websites so and lucky for us Vito's still hanging on there I mean we didn't chase him away year one and year three he's still coming back and he's coming back with new solutions and things for us he's just amazing yeah, yeah he is amazing. I remember at that event I built two myself because our team ended up being two teams combined with six sites to do and they were struggling to get through the four and I had to pick up the other two and just do it myself while we're, while we're all working on those so it was a it was a big team effort across the whole, you know, everybody was there. I think it was actually 120 volunteers that had signed up and only 70 that, that actually came there. So it was a big, it was a big delta between what we were expecting and, mm -hmm. and what we had to pull off. But we did, we did quite a number of sites. We must have done close to the 40, wasn't it 40 something sites we did that? We did close to 40 sites. Yeah, yeah. With, with 70 people. Like that. Yeah. 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 It was pretty amazing. Yeah. And speaking of uh, getting sick or that kind of thing, I didn't get sick before. I mean, I didn't get sick after one of the events, but just before the, the last New York event that we went to, um, Seema and I were walking. There's a, you can't see it here, but in the background down here on the ground, there's a the pathway over to a target. And we were walking and all of a sudden she saw me just fly through the air. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Superman, except it really wasn't because I just went straight into the asphalt and landed on both elbows and I didn't think I was going to make it to the event because, I mean, it was bad. I mean, I hit my, my knees and my elbows and I didn't have anything protecting my elbows. So I wasn't wearing a long sleeve shirt or anything. I just went straight into the asphalt. And uh, it was, I mean, Seema can attest to the fact that it was pretty, uh, pretty bad. And, uh, but I made it and we did the event anyway. So. Man, I blocked yeah. that out. There was a big old rod or something in the walkway and it was, it turned a bit dark. And so... Um, he literally tripped over it and I just really remember just watching him kind of go flying across and it was the funniest thing because like I wish I had a you know phone camera to like record it because it was hilarious but then he actually fell because he didn't continue to fly and I was like oh goodness he's really hurt so I went on to Target to go pick up medical supplies and he went back to the townhouse which was hilarious and you know, then it was like, all right, well, we're going to patch you up. And then if you can't go, it'll be okay. But he's just an amazing healer. So there you go. Two days later, he's on the plane, like nothing happened. Nice. I remember the first event. Um, and, and look, there's a bunch of people we could have had on this. Certainly um, Gina is one of those people. Um, she, she, she did so many amazing things for this organization. Um, and that the first year, um, we, we did this for a couple of years, right, Carol, where we would have four hour slots where people would come and bring, um, some food or something and then help volunteer. I think we eventually stopped doing that as much, but we used to have people come bring refreshments or snacks or something. And, the it was either Friday or Saturday night of that first event. Adam and I were working the front desk overnight, which meant we were sleeping behind the front desk overnight and we didn't realize, but the, but the building locked um pond city market locked and so gina drove like an hour from her house i i want to say from the 2 to 6 a.m slot so she gets there at 2 a.m with a bunch of donuts and is like knocking and calling and what anything she can do and nobody's answering because we're asleep at the wheel and sure enough she she goes home she has to drive all the way back home and, <laughs> but then she comes back the next year 
and she, and signed up immediately to to make sure that she got in the next year, which was just makes my heart melt. It was so amazing, but I felt so terrible when we found that out. <laughs> we were crashed behind the front desk, not doing our job. Terrible. <laughs> and the other thing that I think about too is like uh, we've had a bunch of kids, you know, come and help. Like my kids have come and helped. Jeff, your kids have come and helped. Uh, Aaron, your kids have come. Uh, Seema, you brought your kids, I think, to to Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like that's been, you know, Emily's brought her kids on trips with her and, you know, everything else, which has been great. And then, and of course, like we've got a bunch of college interns too come and, and, and facilitate and help with teams and really make a huge impact. So I really kind of love that aspect of it as well. Yeah. Any final stories? I think one of my just favorite things overall from 48 and 48 is like, I really appreciate that you know, we're not just going to these events together and then working the whole time. Like I have a lot of really great memories with a lot of the 40 and 48 team of like trying something new in a new city. You know, like the first time I went to Boston, I remember I was with Gina and then my friend Mike who drove with me, we walked around Harvard. Like I would have never thought about ever going to Harvard, um, you know, if it wasn't for that or you know, going on the roller coasters at, Amer at Mall of America with Carol, which by the way, she's scared of heights and didn't tell me until after we were all the way up. That so roller coaster was epic. <laughs> that was super fun. But having her next to me, like, I'm scared of heights. Oh, no. Like, that was really fun. But just like having that opportunity just to hang out with everybody, because we do so much work together. And a lot of it's virtual, even before quarantine, um, just because you guys are all in Atlanta, and I'm in Bloomington. So just going to events and being able to like have like, you know, some team bonding is and to try different things in these big cities is just so much fun. Definitely have a ton of great memories doing that with you guys. That reminds me of uh, the State Farm video that we did when we were at post office. And <laughs> I don't know why it sticks out to me, but Emily said, it's just really family that <laughs> it was so much sincerity and it was just Aww. it's so true but i listen that one part just like sticks out to me and, and i love that that was so cheesy oh my gosh <laughs> that was fun though perfect. it was perfect but i think that that has really become the core of what 4848 is that everybody comes to volunteer and we have a lot of repeat volunteers and you really do become like this 4848 family, right? Like, um, I think for me, it's like every time we do an event in a new city or in the same city the next year, you just sort of come and go into a little family reunion because you know you're going to meet people you already met last year. And if that's even if that's the only time you interact with them, it's still great and just kind of keeps you coming back for the next event. Um, so I know that I say it a lot by, uh, you know, thanking everybody at the end of events or beginning and just letting them know that they're officially a part of the 4848 family, right? You got a shirt, you're a part of the family now. So um, I, I do think that, that there's, a, there's a lot to that. It's more than just work. It's more than the goodness of the hearts and people giving back. Um, it's just this relate, these relationships that we're building that are now even virtual, but we're still building them virtually. And I think that that's fantastic. And I don't know of another organization that I'm involved with that um, is, is that close but then I am biased. Yeah, I think it just connects with our human nature to connect with others. I mean, if you think about the basis of <clears throat> using technology to help others, it is a very human organization and operates on human principles, which is interesting for a, for a tech sort of play. So I think that is 
I'm correct, Seema. Um, Virtual hugs, everybody. Hug it up, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Well, that's a great that's a great thing to add. Does anybody have anything, John? You got something? I had one more thing I was going to say. Speaking of, of the human element of this, sorry. Speaking of the human element of this, um, I would I went to a um, randomly to this lunch and learn at uh, I think it was back in 2018, and I I knew that I was going to be running into somebody I used to work with in the past, um, and so I got there and, and she was there and, you know, we hadn't seen each other in, I don't know, 10 years because we worked together and, and then gone to different companies. And I, and I was sitting there telling her to catch up on what I was doing. And, you know, I said, and by the way, I volunteer with this group called 48 and 48 that builds websites for nonprofits. She goes, stop right there. She said, I just had my website built by them last year. So she has a nonprofit that helps young African-American women. And she just had her site built at that point by 48 and 48. So that was cool. It was really neat to see the impact that 48 and 48 has and to be that close, you know, where randomly running into somebody that's had the benefit of, of this effort that everybody's put in. So, I have a, um, an old friend that teaches, um, uh, I can't remember which grade, but we hadn't been keeping in touch, but one of the kids was talking about a 48 and 48 event that she had gone to that past weekend um, as like part of what she was, you know, show and tell or whatever it was. And then that teacher looked it up and found that I was a part of it and reached out and the kid apparently just loved it. And I, I have no idea who that was, but yeah, there's always stories when you're out and about, especially in Atlanta and you see people with a 48 shirt, it's really, it's really kind of a fun thing. Okay. We couldn't do it without you guys. That was really fun. Um, I think family was was the right is the right hashtag for this. Um, I think uh, you know when you're doing good and you're doing it with a bunch of other people, um, you know those bonds get formed. So we will get back to in-person events again. Um, I don't know how soon, um, but we will definitely. That's definitely part of our future. But it's interesting to be able to do this virtually. And we actually on the global event had some people talking about how they 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 felt closer to some of their teammates now because they were able to do this virtually through 48. So. I think that's really interesting, but you guys are the best. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for being a part of this. And we'll do this every five years. What do you think? Awesome. Sounds good. Great plan. Sounds good. Thanks, all right, Jeff. everybody. Thanks, Great Jeff. to see all of you. Hey, uh, good to see you. Hey, Jeff, now that you're, if, if you're done recording, there, there is one story that I thought would be, I would mention that would not be good for your recording. Well, I'm going to keep it recording and I'll decide. How about that? So, so there was, does this involve was, me? Cause I hope no, 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 no. Okay, no. good. There was, there was one trip and it was me and Jeff and Carol were on it. And there were two things that I have on this trip that I just, just were so amazing and like classic Jeff. So Jeff, like, I don't know if anybody would know, Jeff's really fun to travel with. Like, 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 like for whatever reason, there's just like this kid side of Jeff that comes out and traveling. And so we're traveling, and one, one thing on the way to the hotel, Jeff was just 1,000% convinced the hotel was going to have amazing cookies. And he's like, guys, Adam, Carl, I'm telling you, these cookies are going to be so great. I can't wait to get to the front desk and get these cookies. And he's just all about the cookies. And, of course, we get there, and we, we're at the front desk, and we ask, and, of course, there's no cookies. <laughs> but he made such a big deal out of it that somehow – we convinced the hotel to give us cookies instead of like, look, just, just go to your rooms and then come back down and we'll, we'll give you a plate of cookies. So we go up to our rooms. 
and you know get settled in and, and jeff and i are sharing a room and then carol's got a room and so we get back down and we meet up in the lobby and then we we meet in the lobby and carol goes oh well how's the room and jeff without even hesitating goes it's great we have a whole bed for all our stuff <laughs> I just died. i died laughing and then sure enough we go to the restaurant and they give us this huge plate I swear there must have been 10 or 15 cookies of all different kinds on the plate. And they just right. gave them to us for right. free because Jeff had made this huge deal out of getting the cookies at the hotel. I don't know. It was amazing. <laughs> fantastic. <clears throat> yeah. That's a classic travel with Jeff story. It's fantastic. So yeah. they were delicious. <laughs> I think we only ate half of them. There were so many. I mean, it's unreal. <laughs> that was, are you talking about, was that when we went to, what city I it was, was Boston? That? I think I it was Boston. Boston. I think it was Boston. Yeah, we were, we were, the, we, oh, I, that was where I, it was one of the earlier trips that the three of us went on, and it was we had rented we were, a car. Yeah, we, it was late, and we were all tired. And the, I can still remember the look on Jeff's face, like, "How's how's the room? It's great. We have a whole bed for all our stuff." <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're close on these trips, man. What can I say? <laughs> Family. 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 <laughs> Emily, love it. Oh, so good. All right. So. That was a good one to end on. <laughs> it's, it's staying in. People are going to oh, okay. hear it. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, you guys. Yeah. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Bye. Wow. You made it to the end of the podcast. I didn't think people did that anymore. Well, since I still have you, I'd love for you to do two things. First, subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you'll be alerted as soon as I post my next one. And second, I'd love for you to subscribe to my email newsletter. I send out an email every week or two, and it's really where I share my more personal thoughts and ideas. Plus, I give stuff away sometimes. You can find the sign up at my blog, jeffhillemeyer.com, and I really do appreciate you listening. 